0: Welcome back to Franchise Audio. This is your boy Eddie. Yo, welcome back to another motherfucking episode of the show. It's Jay tuning in with you guys. Thank you everyone for fucking tuning in from wherever you're at right now.
1: Yeah, thanks for listening as always. We want to start off by approaching the elephant in the room that
0: I feel like a lot of people are
1: going to ask us about, which is Bitcoin dropped significantly. Yes, it's big been a crash. While. Yeah. It's been a while since we talked about Bitcoin. It's been a while since we've addressed concerns regarding Bitcoin. It's just been a while since the podcast in general. So, just to clarify, we're not financial advisors. That's the biggest thing, right?
0: Never have been, never will be, never.
1: But we are pretty, uh, you know, we are pretty uh, big advocates of, of Bitcoin and what blockchain is and what it could do for for us in the future. And we want to start off by saying this: there was a lot of things that happened around Bitcoin dropping. the The biggest thing first is uh, China banning the mining of it. Yeah, that had significant impacts of Bitcoin. Then there was some market corrections that happened as well, that yeah. Bitcoin's price was was not correct in, in, in according to the market. And then Elon Musk dropped the bomb of that he wasn't going to accept Bitcoin anymore. And it, it, you know what? Like, I have a lot of appreciation for Elon's work, but I feel like he controls the market way too much for not just Bitcoin, but for almost all cryptocurrencies.
0: Just like one man with too much power? Yeah,
1: like it, it's kind of like his, his opinion on, on something swings like significantly the value of a coin. And it's just like, look, Elon is a really smart guy. I'm not saying he's not, but he it, it just has an opinion. It's, it's yeah. like most of us just have an opinion about something. So I feel like his opinion swings the market a lot. So Bitcoin dropped about $20,000
0: in the last, I want to say, like month. Yeah, which is a crazy number to even think about. Yeah,
1: it hasn't dropped that
0: much significantly
1: in years.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, the, the, yeah. Because this is like the first uh, big bull run that we had, like in the last like four years. Yeah. Um, and then last time the market had like a very similar correction. Now, um, just like a lot, a lot of high value assets do. Like Amazon has had a bunch of uh, market corrections. Uh, Microsoft, like your big tier tickers, they've they've yeah. had their market corrections. Um, Google, I'm sure. Google, like I'm kind of sure too. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just kind of depends, like on where your perspective is on all this and like kind of like w- where where your conviction lies. And that's why we always said from the beginning, like you got to you gotta build your own conviction first and, and, and see kind of where everything goes from there.
1: Here's what I will say, right? Um, I think some good things happen regarding this. And here's what the good thing is. I think people addressing the energy concern with Bitcoin, which is not a new concern. This has been something that's been around for such a long time since the inception really of the coin. They've always scrutinize the energy consumption and the use of creation of the actual bitcoin and here's what i want to address right the the biggest thing is that bitcoin like most currencies like most things that are exchanged requires some level of energy to create right in this term we're talking about electric energy obviously since we're powering like mega computers to mine the coin at this rate yeah it is not mined in a clean renewable way most bitcoin miners most major bitcoin miners Don't do it in a renewable way. No, that's not true. Well,
0: that's not true. That's, that's true. If you just listen to like a lot of like what Twitter has to say, but a lot of Bitcoin miners, they do like recently, Michael Saylor met with Elon after the whole thing with like a council of miners, like the big names, like Mara and stuff like that to talk about the efforts they're making to mine this shit renewably. Um, the big problem is, is just that you're able to point at like the amount of energy. Essentially, this is like kind of taking up and, even though there was a lot of like shit that was coming out from out of china like oh it's being mined and like um you know like toxic waste to the environment yeah there was definitely some coal miners and there definitely is some coal miners but a lot of the mining that would happen in china as well was done also on renewable sources and to be honest this happening now is great because it just puts the spotlight on that and it just shows like how the community actually gives a fuck about whatever energy they're expending and how they're finding new and better ways to mine this
1: shit. Yeah, which is what I was going to say was like a lot of people are saying right now that it's not mined on renewable energies, which is a misconception. Yeah. And a big misconception is because Elon actually created the misconception. Elon was under the conception that there's a lot of coal miners and a lot of fossil fuels being burned in the creation of the coin, which isn't necessarily true. Like you just explained. Here's the other part. Name me one other like currency that you can point to exactly every single energy expensed into it. Yeah. There's no energy in the world. There's no currency in the world that you could say, Oh yeah. Every single one of these things are being inputted and this is coming out
0: to it. Yeah. Think about the energy, the energy like expendation uh, expenditure from like the U S dollar or
1: the Euro, like you can't even point to it. It's and crazy. a lot of times, like you'll see your JP Morgan chases, you'll see your big, big, big uh, banks funding fossil fuel miners in the, in t- the, 2.2 trillions of dollars and i mean you know like what's to say how much clean energy is in your dollar we don't fucking actually know there's no way to point to it yeah and so that's why a lot of times is like slow the brakes down a little bit on bitcoin just because you don't understand something or you don't see the change happening straight up doesn't mean it's 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 a bad thing or doesn't mean it's out of proportion as much as you think here's the other thing because of all this happening which is a good thing like bringing attention to you know how can we get cleaner Now a lot of people are committing. Okay, then we are going to fund literally put money into. Michael Saylor was a big one that did it. Put over five hundred million dollars into. Okay, let's let's see
0: how then we
1: could create even more renewable energy.
0: Jack Dorsey has come out, like and you know the CEO of, of Square and Twitter, and like said and been very pro about just kind of new ways to mine. And he even like recently said like if I wasn't working on Square or Twitter. Bitcoin would be the thing that I'm working on. You know, that's just someone else has built their conviction for whatever reason. And if one thing I will say, even though we're not financial advisors, if you're someone that you relate um, price to value, then this is probably an asset that's not for you. That's all I'm going to say.
1: Yeah. And again, it's this is something that you're investing because of the, it's the change. It's it's, it's a It's a coming change that we've never seen before in the world in terms of like, no middlemaning between currency. And we've never seen something like that. And just, the, just that, that, that right there, that sentence yeah. is very powerful. And what that value is, is really who fucking knows. Exactly. Like how much value that has. I mean, we see it with Bitcoin. We see it with Ethereum. We see it with a lot of cryptocurrency. But not having one specific thing say, okay, this is where you get your money from or this is how you get your money exchanged is an insane thing it's an insane idea it's an insane concept and i feel like if you're looking for longevity then make accurate decisions in what you're investing in bitcoin is one of those things but if you're looking for exactly like if you're looking to make some money now if you're looking to day trade if you're looking to like oh yeah like what if i hold this for a year fuck like who knows who knows it's very volatile and the thing is is that look just like it was at fifty-seven thousand dollars the last time we talked about it 58 like a week, two weeks after Elon Musk said one thing, and it dropped significantly. Yeah. So it kind of slowed the breaks down, but also it's not as bad as people make it out to be. And I, I feel like China banning cryptocurrency mining is e- almost even better for crypt- uh, for yeah. for Bitcoin and crypto in general.
0: Yeah, Google's banned in China, and what has that done?
1: Yeah, look at fucking the Alphabet stock. Yeah, it's like, in great shape. And 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 realistically, Google's an information company. And look how much information they're able to get just from asking the right questions to a system. Yep. Like think about that now on a blockchain level. Like you just put in the right amount of software, the right amount of backing behind this idea and fucking who knows what this could become. Especially Jack Dorsey. I do want to highlight that a little bit because we just had a, a cryptocurrency... Um it was uh, a council down here in Miami. It, it was uh, for Bitcoin specifically.
0: Oh, yeah. It was the Bitcoin convention. The yeah, Bitcoin it was convention. Like a week ago already or whatever. It's about
1: a week ago already. And it was like
0: sold out. Yeah. Did crazy numbers.
1: Did crazy numbers. Now, I, I will say there was a lot of... I don't want to say... There was not a lot of infrastructure. This was, like, very community-based, so a yeah. lot of people saw, like, shit that's, like, like, damn, this isn't really professional. Yeah. And that caused the, the, the coin to drop even more in value. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. There was, like, basically, like, the biggest thing that a person had to say was about Bitcoin was, like, oh, we're just going to hold, we're not going to sell. Like, very meme
0: Oh, yeah, I think I heard, I saw, like, Max Kaiser. He's like, oh, fuck Elon, we're not selling. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And it's just like, all right, all right, you know, we need more infrastructure behind this. This is this needs some like real backing. This needs, dude. If like if if someone major gets a hold of like the direction and flow of you know something like Bitcoin, who knows where we can see it? But anyway, the convention was kind of unprofessional and shit like that. But Jack Dorsey, one of the biggest spearheaders and and probably the biggest bull I know in terms of of cryptocurrency in general, was was pledged to basically say like. I do. If I wasn't the CEO of Twitter, like you said, if I wasn't the CEO of Square, what I would be dedicating my entire life to would be Bitcoin. I would dedicate my entire life into this. All I could do right now is supply it money. Yeah. Because he believes that strongly
0: in it. Yeah. And we're not here to tell you um, that you should believe that strongly in it either or you shouldn't or whatever. Um, This is just kind of like for those that kind of like care about Bitcoin or maybe are just like a little like want to like maybe hear a perspective on it. Essentially, what I think um like like i've gone on and on on this podcast before on like what what i think the value is and why um i'm pro bitcoin and everything yeah um but one thing i will say about the crash is if you ask me i think it was just uh a correction and a lot of market psychology which drives like everything else you know like look at a lot of these like blue chip stock tickers like they've had a correction as well and they've gone down like and that a lot of it has to do with market psychology as well yeah so the biggest thing I can say is like no one at the end of the day knows 100% what the fuck is going to happen and only time will tell.
1: Exactly. So just invest. I mean, you know, trust your, your judgment and your conviction and yeah. your own research. And eventually that should pay off in itself. But that's addressing Bitcoin and we're done with that. You know, the thing that I really do not want to talk about because I don't like this guy at all. I hate him. I hate his strong. brother. I don't like him. But he's the smartest Boxer and probably businessman I've ever seen. Floyd Mayweather off of a fucking exhibition.
0: Exhibition, bro. That by the way, I don't know if you know, but he wants all his money up front. That's how he gets paid for those.
1: Off of a fucking exhibition with a YouTube with a really a a a very famous YouTuber's brother, Logan Paul, gets out there, they fight six rounds or eight rounds, I think. I think it was eight. Yeah. Eight rounds, three minutes. And they fucking kill it on the pay-per-view and he makes 50 mil upfront from that. And the the post-press conference, the, the best part about it was like, he's like, you know, people say money isn't everything. But you need money to eat. You need money to walk around. You need money to travel. You need money for everything. So maybe money isn't everything, but my kids need to eat. And I took that and I was just like, you know, fuck this guy, but people
0: paid for this shit. That's the thing, bro. He, if he people weren't paying, they ca- he cashed he would, out on it. Yeah, he wouldn't have money in his pocket. He wouldn't keep showing up to do these events. But the people want it. The market wants it, dog. And you can't you can't be mad at that.
1: It's impeccable because he it doesn't even go on his boxing record. It doesn't fucking matter. There was no judges. There was nothing.
0: Yep. The only record it goes on is his J P Morgan Chase account. That's the only person that's keeping a record of what's going on there.
1: And who the fuck is Logan Paul?
0: He's never won a boxing match in his life. And he got to fight Floyd Mayweather. But that just kind of goes to show you, bro, that cash is king. The money rules everything. As much as we want to think that a lot of the things that are happening around our lives isn't influenced by the dollar, you are sadly fucking mistaken, bro. Just about 98% of this shit is influenced by the dollar. Like, it just really really is how it takes at the end of the day. And this is no uh, different example of that.
1: I did not pay for the fight. So, I would never pay to see that garbage.
0: I've never paid for i mean, no I don't want to say never. I think I've paid I think I've put in half one time for one pay-per-view and I've watched a lot of pay-per-views. Watched a lot of pay-per-views. I'm not going to out myself, but I've watched a lot of pay-per-views.
1: I I I don't mind paying for good fights. I I knew this wasn't going to be a good fight. Like At are all. you fucking kidding me? At all. I <laughs> Floyd Mayweather is fucking retired. And besides him being retired, I, I knew he was done. He's doing this for the money. And he blatantly said it multiple yes, times. Yes, yes. In the Hard Rock Stadium or the, or the Hard Rock Arena. No, it was the stadium. They fought at the stadium. But I don't know if you saw like the visuals. Yo, people were paying like $700 for like 300 level seats. And you couldn't see wow. the ring. And they had no overhead projector, nothing. You can barely see the fucking ring.
0: Yeah, bro. That's bro, I'm telling you, It's a mix of like <sighs> of them creating a product that because even me, I was like, bro, I'm really interested to see what the fuck is going to happen here. Like, I'm not necessarily worried for Floyd, but it's still a fight at the end of the day. So I know anything can happen. Yeah. And I was kind of like, is he either going to bang up this uh, on Logan Paul or is Logan going to catch him with something interesting? So you have like people thinking that already. Um, plus with the fact that a lot of people like just during all these time with this pandemic and everything haven't like done a lot. So you just want to get out and like party and have a good time. And then you have those that have been going out and partying, having a good time. And they just had the money to blow and they just wanted to show up because it's a fucking funky ass fight. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's like one of a kind type of uh, event that to go to like, oh, I saw Floyd Mayweather, the 50 and old champion fucking beat up on a YouTube star for a little bit. Like I was there when Floyd did that. There's something to that
1: the part that gets me is uh i think right now to be in the ufc or to be in boxing or to be in really anything that involves combat sports it's a different aspect of of sports because you get so like in, in a way fans get so much access to you in a sense they see your face they see your personalities they see the press conference they see your training yeah you know they see so much of you that then you could leverage things like social media in such a way to create platforms like this like fuck dude like i don't like this guy I don't like Floyd. I don't like Jake Paul. I don't like Logan Paul. But yeah. look at how... That motherfucker, who do you like? I don't like all three of them because they're just like whack-ass motherfuckers. They going to keep going there. No, I don't like this motherfucker. I, like I thought
0: you are going to take this moment to get everything off your chest.
1: No, it's just because like, fuck, dog, I can't knock them because they, they understood how to make bread. Yeah. They know how to make their money and people will pay to see some asshole like Jake Paul get knocked out and he's not getting knocked out, so people will pay yeah. every single time to see if that's going to happen. And that's the same reason why they want to see Floyd get get in a fight. Yeah, I want to see somebody knock this guy out. Yeah, he's fifty and oh. There's some prestige there. Like even if Logan Paul has never fought in his life before. Just the fact, oh shit, he's forty pounds over. Yeah, like maybe if he Younger, gets a good, yeah, yeah, if he gets maybe a good shot. Like those are the questions that people are asking. And the pay per view guys is sixty dollars, and you cannot name me one if one person on that card that's worth sixty dollars except Floyd Mayweather.
0: That us, and that's and that's super facts. And they the and the crazy thing is they even Chattano had a, yeah, I gonna five. say that they even had Chad Johnson on there on on a fucking and got knocked on out a ticket. He didn't get knocked out, dog. He got, he got put on his ass. He got knocked down, and he sprang right back up. Is there no respect in that? At the end of the <laughs> day, it's still a fight. To get knocked down, I don't feel like it's a big deal. Ass. Really? Those, okay,
1: do you know what the thing is, he though? He's not even a boxer, and he fought a legit boxer. I get it. Here's the thing for me. Here's the thing for me. You know why I consider it a knockout? A knockout? Yeah, you know why? And I get like it wasn't like a stoppage. But if the ref wasn't in the ring...
0: That's not the way. That's not I the know way that's not work. the
1: way boxing works, right? But if the ref wasn't in the ring, who's saving Chad Johnson? Because he, he can't do it himself. But he even sprang up and everything. Like he he hit
0: the canvas and as soon as he, he kind of
1: sprang up. No, Doug, he oh sprang God. up,
0: Doug. As soon as he, he didn't noticed, hit
1: the deck and jump right back at Yeah, him. he
0: did. As soon as he noticed he hit the canvas and he was not on his feet anymore, like he intended to be, he got right back up and he even tried giving the guy a pound and everything. Which to me was already a little too much. Okay, Chad, that <laughs> yeah. guy like now trying to rip this guy's head off but i don't know like people are, are i feel like people like the times that we're in right now people are just too inclined to like be mean almost because they're like really like on them like how you're saying right now oh you got knocked out you little pussy motherfucker and i'm like dog i'm not like that on i'm it. like dog one is no. a fight and two he's not even a boxer and three he got up with grace and quickly no i'm not gonna shit on chad no at all at all what, you what do I'm you mean he got put on his ass he
1: got put on his ass he got fucking
0: put on his ass. I can give ass, you that. Man. I can give you that. He got put on his ass. But he handled it with grace. That's all I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't really see what a lot of people are seeing. It's just if there was not a ref
1: there, like, if the ref would have turned his back momentarily
0: for a second, like, he would have looked
1: at the crowd. I don't know why. A, a fucking leaf would have blew by. Chad would have not been in the same position in any other fight. In the UFC, Chad is done.
0: For sure, dog. But Chad you got- is done in the UFC. Can we at least agree on that? Yes, but you got to take into account he fought one of mayweather's boxers and look what he was able to do that's all that's what i'm saying i feel like people are too quick to, to point at the at the bad and not to really take in the whole thing that happened there and that was in the last round like the last minute i get it yes he definitely got put on his ass but i think he did his dance for sure
1: so what i was gonna say to that is like look how now yo boxing by the way like there's a lot of people from youtube did you see face clan is having an event for boxing yeah all right so I if you guys don't know in this shit yeah dog. that's what that's i'm that's problem, what i was gonna say bro. there's Here too the, much money in here's shit. what i was gonna say face clan if you guys don't know is actually an esports
0: gaming brand that means video games that means video either games. pc games xbox games playstation games like they god really of war started, all that shit yeah, minecraft that's just what to they give they you do. guys a
1: brief history they really started off making trick shots like trick shots on call of duty which is just basically doing like a bunch of like different hard tricks with a sniper rifle in call of duty
0: like spinning spinning in a 360 and then hitting somebody or killing them in the head something like that
1: them and optics were really the pioneers of that face clan evolved from that into now they own teams in esports which is now teams that go up against each other in competitive gaming into now they're doing boxing events like that is insane to me that there's a lot of money in boxing it's unexplored a lot of bread it's uncharted territory and now people realize, like, oh, we could, we could leverage personalities and fighting. Somebody wants to see this guy get knocked the fuck out. How much are they willing to pay? Like, look how much fucking Logan Paul just made. I mean, look, all he had to do was go into the ring with Floyd.
0: Bro, Floyd even held, bro, I, I don't know if you've seen that video, but Floyd clean yeah. knocked him out and held his ass up, Doug. Yeah. And gave him a moment to recollect himself. Cause if Floyd would have not done that, he would have hit the canvas, and there—that's that. a situation. If the ref wasn't there, what the fuck was that motherfucker? Yeah, yeah, do? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I did see that, and it looked really sketch, bro. He held them up, dog. Yeah, it looked. He really held sketch. them up. That, that motherfucker was out for the count.
1: Yeah, it looked really sketch, man. But that's the power. That's the power of social media, man. Like for real, look at look. Because now, like Floyd just got paid fifty mil, right? Yeah. What the fuck would Muhammad Ali had done with an Instagram, dog? Oh, no. You know crazy, what I mean? Crazy, crazy, Like, this would have been insane, but this is the leverage that people have nowadays into, like, building a brand almost. Yeah. Like, if you build yourself up into, like, a brand, like, you can really almost do fucking anything. You know, one person that I really fuck with heavy from the UFC is Sean
0: O'Malley. Sugar Sean? Sugar Sean. Has a whole persona mm-hmm. to him. That motherfucker got knocked out. Yeah. Since you want to talk about motherfuckers, uh, uh, really hitting the canvas and being out for the count. But why were you
1: reserving something special for Sean? Nah,
0: because fuck you. Because you know I love chatting. You're going to get on him like that. Nah, you're a piece of shit for that.
1: Doug, so Sean O'Malley is mm-hmm. one of these people that... Great UFC fighter. Yes. Definitely skilled. Definitely but skilled. has a YouTube. Has a podcast. Has merch. Yeah. Leverages his personality yes. a lot. Connects with fans as much as possible. Like, that's the aspect that sports, at least combat sports, gives you over, like, like team sports in a sense. Because it is team sports, but it's not the same. It's almost like you know, it's one on one. Yeah, it's not WWE. We're not doing a fucking tag team match. Yeah, but you could leverage your brand, and then you could do so much with that. dog. Floyd Mayweather being fucking almost forty something years old, dog, earning fifty million dollars for an exhibition is it's insane to me, dog. That that amount of money still exists in fucking boxing. It, it, it's it's mind numbing, for real,
0: bro. At the end of the day like like there's a, and there's people a, will pay for it and yeah. that's the part that's concerning yeah like there's a quote that says the money that you want is in the pockets of pockets of others you just got to know how to channel that and these motherfuckers <laughs> know great. how to channel it bro you have floyd mayweather that you people just tune in to hopefully see him lose at this point we've never seen him lose yeah never never right so you tune in for that and then you have logan paul that the paul brothers they have they've hacked how to get social like the social att- uh, uh, attention is really what it is. Yeah. Like they know exactly what to do they know to what get your people, eyes on yeah. them. They and, know what makes people irk a little bit. And that's and that's kind of what you really need in in today's day. Like if you can kind of like Conor you, McGregor, yeah, if you can sway the social like um what is it like attention or whatever and and make sure it's on you when it needs to be. That's it. You're golden. You're out of here. Yeah,
1: there's a nice leverage to it. It just happened now, and I, I was just thinking about it because it's like. We just recently saw Jake Paul fight Ben Askren, and we really didn't talk about that much because there was nothing to talk about because, I mean, I don't even know what to fucking say about Ben Askren, like, for real. I think Snoop Dogg said it best when he's like, he's built like a bag of milk.
0: Yeah, Snoop is foul for that one. (laughs) Fuck him for making me think about that. You built like a bag of milk. Fuck Snoop for making me think about that That's crazy. That's third
1: world country shit. But Ben Askren built like a bag of milk. For real. UFC fighter. Really respected wrestler. I mean, he's a fucking Olympic wrestler. And he went in there and got knocked out by Jake Paul. Which is a fucking... Like, realistically, a nobody. Jake Paul's fighting Tyron Woodley. Now. And now... After all this shit, I haven't paid for a single fight. Now, I'm kind of enticed to watch this shit. No, I'm definitely going to watch it. You know what I I'm mean? Definitely gonna I'm definitely going to watch it. No, I'm kind of bought into this whole shit. I'm not even in social media. I'm not even in Twitter. I just I found out about this shit, and now I'm intrigued by this shit. Now, I want to see this guy get knocked out, and this is how it, and it works, and that's what I want to say, it, and it works. If you find a way to leverage it a little bit, you, you could reap some huge benefits of just getting the right attention.
0: Bro, one thing I'll tell you is... Just keep your head on a swivel, bro, because these these uh surprises of like you being shocked that like, oh, I can't believe this. they pay these motherfuckers for this. It's not gonna stop. This yeah. We're gonna five years from now, we're gonna be talking our shit and we're gonna be like, bro, can you believe it's gonna be the same thing? This shit is never gonna stop. Iron if, Mike if, Tyson
1: if, is at fifty something years old and he's found a way to get back in the and ring. He's, and
0: he's still found a way to keep getting these checks. So yeah, bro, this shit is going to continue and continue to be a thing in our life, and we just gotta be um, excited for the ride really is the best thing I can say about that.
1: You know, the, the, someone told me, told me something the other day that it was like, fuck man, it was, uh, it was about life being something that you think you're trying to figure out the entire time, but it's more like about becoming and it never stops becoming like you just got to be okay with becoming and you'll, you'll enjoy life because it's like a one day process. You're yes. always becoming, you're always taking some steps in the right yes. direction and it's not like it's not like you ever get there in a sense.
0: Yeah. It's just supposed to be the ride. Bro, but that's exactly, that's literally like if you read any like spiritual slash religious book, that's literally like the essence of it. It's like let go and let God and they're all just trying to show you a way that you can get to the peak of the mountain. With as much clarity as possible, and like all, and in every single one, it doesn't matter the Quran, the Gita, the Bible, whatever they all talk about. Like es- essentially, like you have to just let go and kind of like let God because this shit is what it is. You just have to like you, you, that's, that's the thing. You have to just kind of like submit into like the will of like the universe and like that. You know, this shit is just really going to work itself out.
1: You know, I I think the the main like I guess issue that most of us find with um with life or not. I don't know if it's an issue, but I think the main thing that that kind of gets in the way of people enjoying life is having the wrong expectations for it all the time. Very true. It's almost like you're setting yourself up for failure in a sense of like setting all these expectations. And here's here's how I know this. Right. When I was young. I wanted to really be in gifted classes. Yeah. Like I really want to be in gifted classes because that was like the assertion of you being like intelligent. Yeah, for sure. And I really want to be intelligent. So I really worked hard to be in gifted. I, n- I never got to gifted. So I never considered myself intelligent. However, that is a misconception of the expectations that I had based on what I was judging intelligence to be at the time. Very true. Now I judge intelligence on a different scale. And now my expectations for what I find intelligent or what I don't find intelligent are completely different. Like, now I understand intelligence is, like, almost a product of an environment. So people, I feel like, for the most part, like, they try to channel an expectation of life trying to please them all the time. Yeah. That it's channeled in a way that it's, like, you're not going to ever be
0: pleased yeah. with life. Bro, that's what, um, that's why a lot of, like, for example, like, Hinduism or a lot of, like, Buddhist uh principles, um, they're based off of, like, the fact that you need to learn to ignore your sensual pleasures, right? Yeah. And, like, a sensual pleasure is, like, any, like, positive or negative emotion that arises from any of your senses, from sight, sound, hear, taste, and I forget the other one, and touch, right? they, they yeah, motherfucker,
1: s- you're going to forget the five senses?
0: Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. But they that's basically, like, a lot of what their, their principles are built off of, like, ignoring those sensual pleasures because... The closer you are to being dialed into those sensual pleasures, it's just, one, a form of obsession, and two, it takes you that much away from, like, clarity and being clear. And if you don't – and if you're not standing in the middle of clarity, then you can't operate your life essentially, like, how you kind of want to, which is, like, also hard as fuck because, like, how do you It's – you're essentially being told that the best way to live out your emotions is to almost, in an essence, like – in um, like understand your emotions, but like almost like subdue them, but not ignore them. Like you know, like take them in, but like like not ride the highs or ride the lows. You have to find a way to stay right there in the fucking middle. Well, which is insanity, bro.
1: I think it, 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 but it makes a lot of sense. And here's why, right? Because it should be like you're walking a a tightrope, but it's not supposed to be like a string, right? It's like you're walking a tightrope that has the flexibility for you, right? And so I think that's a beautifully like put way to express how you're supposed to I guess navigate through life because if you always let life sway you in the way you feel yeah then you're going to be dependent on feeling
0: good exactly literally you, you get what I'm saying literally no for sure so
1: if you're always looking for life has to be pleasurable yeah then you're going to actively be seeking pleasure all the time and once you don't have it you're not going to feel yeah pleased with life and you know why it's and it's down to a science and people study this shit and there's a lot of smart people behind everything we do if you guys don't believe it like just take a second and look around you and it doesn't even have to be technology because we all know you know about technology and how smart the people programming technology and software are yeah in terms of getting us to feel that pleasure very quickly and get us addicted to tech or get us addicted to an app or whatever but look at your food how much of your food has sweet in it? How much yeah. of your food has salt in it? Because those are the quickest receptors to give you an essence of enjoyment, of an essence of pleasure. And tell me how many times you can have one Hershey's Kiss? Because I'm gonna call you a fucking liar if you can yeah, only never. have one,
0: or one Oreo,
1: or one fucking Ferrero Rocher. Yeah, no. Are you kidding? Impossible. Me? And that's why I I feel like those concepts are so they're traditional in a sense, but yeah. it's also like newfound because so many people are tapping back into them in a way. Yeah but to to enjoy life you almost have to deny the over essence of 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 what it is
0: nowadays no you a hundred percent have to like in my opinion you dial it back you have you have to deny it and it's kind of like how i said before like you need to find a way to not get moved by the highs in the same way you cannot get moved by the lows because if you're someone that you get to attach to the highs when the when life is not at the high you're going to find you're a way to be incredible fucking incredible. miserable. Yeah. And then if you get too down into the lows, same like you know what I mean, it's the same like fucking thing. And that's like one thing that I, I had kind of like um learned from like Gary V. He had kind of like I had watched like a video of his like a year ago and he had said that and I really resonated with it. And like one thing and I know I haven't touched in with you on this, but like for like the past like 2 weeks I've been reading the Gita, which I don't know if you know what that is. The Bang- the Bhagavad Gita. It's like um the it's a it's, like, a it's yeah, so it's a book that um that that is like the base of hinduism like hindu oh, like, karma and stuff like that right yeah so like the hindus they give like credit to the gita for like starting them off but it's actually like a book and what drew me into it for real was that it's like the first like spiritual book ever dated like it's like 200 years before like the bible was written wow. 600 years before the quran and all this shit i didn't know that yeah and a lot of people consider like the book of answers and like one of the principles that it talks about is like what kind of like we've been saying and like what i just mentioned that um a true wise man knows that um that essentially that that they can give into their sensual pleasures that will sway their emotions either too high or too low. So it's just it's just crazy because it's like these are very simple, simple practices. They may seem very hard, but it's like generations after generations after generations of people have been like applying this shit and it's still like a truth in our universe, which is like what's made me like love the book so much because it's like This book was written a fuck ton of time ago, but you can still apply it to, like, the the wave that we're living now, which just goes to show you, like, life is going to be as complicated and as complex as that we really truly want it to be at the end of the day because you can really make this shit as simple as you want. But I say that as someone that struggles with making it as simple as possible. That's why I read shit like the Gita and other Mm -hmm. fucking spiritual and religious books to try to come to my own middle ground of what the fuck all this shit is.
1: And you know what it really is, is that everyone's trying to find their own truth. Yeah. Their own truth in a sense, because the the more truth searching you find, the less questions you have to life. Yeah. And I mean one of the like the tough questions that I guess like we both understand and a lot of I f- I feel like a lot of people I, I want to give them credit to understanding, but it's it's hard in modern society to like yes. get back is the, the essence of it is life is just meant to be life. Yeah, it's not meant to you're not meant to do a million things. You're not meant to like do all this shit like you're not meant to get a degree to go to college and then become somebody because of it's yeah. just meant to you're just meant to be and, yeah. and, and explore through. And I think it's it's hard because we have so many expectations yes. and then we have expectations set on ourselves and then responsibilities like jump on. And I was having a conversation the other day with uh, Nicole about this and I told her, you know, it's interesting but I feel like the essence of a child is so important because it gives you the ability to be foolish and to be silly and, yeah. and to kind of explore curiosity. And really that's that's the the nature of hum of humanity is being curious and why people are truth searching and why that book was written and why the but it's about curiosity, yeah. about understanding the world around us and us in it. And I think that's one of the most important things we could share on the podcast is like as you're navigating, you know, you in life and life yeah. in you how do you how do you get to that truth and i feel like that's behind a rigorous amount of dedication to one understanding who you are understanding who you're becoming and i think most importantly find people that that are smarter than us that, that have wrote yes. some things down that that have been tried and tested and still to this day remain true and yes. that, that's what i feel like i could appreciate about that book so much I'm gonna pick it up, man. I didn't know that you were into that
0: show. Yeah, no, it, it's. I really like. Um, had seen it because I was watching. I don't know if you have ever heard of. Uh, I think his name is Jay Shetty or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like he, he used to be a monk and he kind of like renounced that lifestyle and now he kind of considers himself like a modern day monk. You know, not like your original like Shaolin type of like yeah. in a Buddhist temple somewhere. Um, and he was – and he has a podcast, and he had, like, uh, Will Smith on it, and Will Smith was talking about how him and Jada, like, every year, like, one thing they do to, like, bond is, like, they pick up a different, like, spiritual or, like, religious book, and um and they, you know, they spend the whole year reading it and everything, and then, like, they kind of, like, you know, uh, discuss it and like, go over th- through the topics and just discuss, like, what it means to them, like, as a way to, like, bond and everything. Um, and then he was talking about the Gita, right? Um, and, like, just – from what he was saying about it, because essentially like the way the way Gita is written, it's um, with like this archer named Arjun, which is like the greatest archer we've ever seen. Right. Um, but what ends up happening is that the setting of this book is taken in the middle of a battlefield right before it's going to start off because the kingdom that he's about to fight for is split between um, two sides of his family. Right. And um, the troops on the other side are like a lot of like his family members. Loved one, best friends that they think the best thing is for them, to, for that side of the family to like, um, to have the power. And a lot of it is like him talking through, like, how is it that the only way for like salvation right now is essentially for me to destroy my loved ones, my family members, and things like that. He's like, how, how is there any, how is there any truth to that? How is this like the only way to my path? And like the basically the whole book is like him talking to like a uh, very trusted counsel of his that he's talking about it to like th- that one perspective. And then the counselor is almost like playing the devil advocate role and talking about like other principles of the Gita and what it means to me, like a, be a warrior and all this shit. And like just kind of the way that they were talking about it kind of really like spoke to me. And then I started reading, I did a little bit more research and then to find out that it's like was written before the Bible and re- written before all this shit. And it has a lot of the same principles that like are in the Bible, but like in a like more simpler kind of type of way and i'm like and i've just been like damn that shit is fucking raw so yeah so it's just kind of like something that i kind of gotten into because like definitely as i've gotten older i've gotten a lot more like open to like these kind of type of things and like want to build perspective on like the world because i feel like that's the best way to arm myself with being able to navigate all this shit because every day is just kind of like a new day and some days feel harder than others some days feel easier than others and i'm like kind of obsessed on like why, like how 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 is that a thing, and like you know like how is it that I'm going through all this in my own like view on the world, and then like you have like someone like you that's like you're doing you're doing the same shit too, and how is it that we can all commingle on this rock and just like kind of do it all, and like what is it that gets us there and like what is it that can get in the way of like self mastery and shit
1: It's fucking beautiful jay i mean i, re- I really don't even have anything to add it was the fucking most beautiful I think <laughs> that was the most beautiful opus you ever shared on the podcast. I, I appreciate that man and I think specifically modern day concepts that are able to be dealt with with traditional ideas are they're not far in between but it's more like we find it hard to make the time for things like this to seek out knowledge to seek yeah. out understanding to make time for our loved ones to make time for ourselves in modern day life for the same thing and it's so important. Yeah, And it's so important. And if you're listening to the podcast, the best thing we could recommend you is find some spirituality. If it's not yeah, in religion, it's, sure. it has to be in something. Because spirituality doesn't so much necessarily have to mean a dedication to a religious craft. Yeah. But spirituality is a connection with the divine individual. Yeah, And whatever that means for you, express that in some way. Because it's going to make you feel more connected to this world. That's been Franchise Audio.
0: Yeah, and like one thing I just want to leave us off on, cause like, and I remember I had texted you about this like a couple of days ago, and like I just really started to get into like the whole um like Nelson Mandela story and everything, and like what the fuck that man was. Which, if you ask me, I, I like if I wouldn't even really, I don't even really want to believe that this man was real. Um, but if you don't know who Nelson Mandela is, just do like a little bit of research. He ended up becoming um. This great man that was, I guess, maybe a lot would say, like, wrong, wrongfully imprisoned and everything. And the reason I want to bring this up is because, like, one of the principles um, is, like, having no ill um, no ill will, right? And when they mean by ill will, it can be ill will towards a person, a thing, like, whatever it is. Like, for example, like, it rains and you're on your way to work and you're like, fuck, I hate the rain. Or, um, you know, you go to a restaurant and your steak is undercooked. Fuck, I hate undercooked steak. It's like just finding a way to, like release that ill will out of your life because this is a man that he went was like depending on your perspective was wrongfully in prison. The twenty seven years in prison came out to be the fucking president and that's because that's a man that practiced no ill will basically all his life to the day he was out of here. And I feel like everyone should just go back and like do some research on Nelson Mandela's story to and just identify that principle and find a way you can apply it to your life because I truly believe if you can find a way to have no ill will towards, like, firstly yourself, then others around you, this shit will be a whole lot easier for everybody. And that's been franchising. And thank you so much to everyone for fucking tuning in. Thank you.